Hello again, and welcome to the latest installment of That's What Bear Said. I'm super excited and simultaneously very unsure about how this episode is going to go. Um, my guest this week is one of my favorite friends, and we most certainly know how funny we are. In fact, we're probably the funniest people we know. What does that mean for you, the listeners? Well, it means we might meander with no direction and just kind of see where things go. So please welcome my good friend, Krista. Hey, Krista. Hi, Bear. It's exciting to be here. We've had lots of conversations over the years, and I'm not sure how it will go when we share it with others. But <laughs> um, Yes, we've discussed many, many topics in our lifetime, but for the sake of our listeners, maybe you can uh, recall for them how we, how we know each other. Well, um, it was when you were doing time and I was doing prison ministry. <laughs> The women's <laughs> women's prison, no, um, which is a very worthy cause, but I right. did, I've never done that. Right. Um, no, Bear. Oh, let's see. You were playing on the worship team at church mm-hmm. with me, and you were very mysterious. I couldn't quite figure you out, and I still haven't. <laughs> um, and. I didn't really have any friends, and you didn't really have any friends, so we decided, like, let's just let's, go ahead and be should friends. Should we be friends? Yeah, and so we <laughs> just stuck with it. And then Chris Ledoux really brought us together, because when we didn't know each yes. other, we went to a Chris Ledoux concert together, and then we were... Fast friends. Fast friends. Fast friends. Uh, I mean, and the funny thing is, I think we maybe used the term insta-friend. Right. Like, and this was before... Was Instagram even a thing? No. Yeah, I don't when think it was invented. It was like, even maybe pre-Facebook. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like um, 100 years ago. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, I guess let's jump into it. Okay. Okay. Um, jump into nothing? I thought maybe we could talk about the reintroduction of wolves. <laughs> you know, I thought we were going to really avoid controversial topics. <laughs> and you know, this is extremely controversial. Well, I mean, I think it used to be really controversial, but I think that could maybe be like the least controversial controversial topic we could hit on. You know, maybe so. I just can't even remember what side we were both on the day that we stood in line at Target waiting for coffee and had a very heated discussion about it to the point that we were the the barista laughing, laughing we and, were laughing and crying and the barista was definitely not down with our humor. Was it wolves or grizzlies? It could have been it could have been grizzlies. Okay. So if you have a strong opinion about that, a lot of people do, but people have strong opinions about a lot of things right now. Right. And, you know, I think we have strong opinions about that, too, but we just can't remember what those opinions are. Right. (laughs) Because I think in general, it's like we just want to pick a topic and then, like, if you're going to go with this opinion, I've got to go with the other opinion. And then it's pretty much. Yeah. We'll go to a ridiculous place. Yeah. We kind of take things places where normal people don't take them. (laughs) You're kind of known for that. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, I feel like those conversations are generally just between the two of us. Like, we, it doesn't happen a lot in public. For We didn't know about podcasts 20 years ago. No. And now we can do it on a public forum. Right. I don't know if that's... But now that, like, we're recording, I feel like there's this pressure for us to go, like, into one of our, you know, rants. But, like... I don't, it, it feels they unnatural. Usually, they usually just come naturally. They just happen. Yeah. And like trying to force it is just not working. But um, maybe we could just discuss a few of 
the the topics we've been over in our lifetime um, that we've argued about because <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> the time you told me to throw a heavy object at the back of a paddle boat and just to trust and obey and <laughs> trust that this would go well and it didn't go so well and um you know usually I mean you're right sometimes but Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're not. But I would say the majority of the time I am. This was <laughs> yeah. not one of those times. I, uh, for for the sake of our listeners, let me give a little backstory. Sure. In um, Montana, it's summer. Krista and I have only known each other for maybe maybe a year or so. What or a couple years? Couple probably. years. Yeah. Um and. And I'm charged with the job of cleaning out the pond. And the pond is, I don't know, like the size of like two pools. Oh, gosh, it's bigger than that. Maybe bigger than that. <laughs> well, it's it's much too large for this job. But in that year, there was like algae or some sort of plant growing up from the bottom. And it was a little unsightly for my parents to look at and so they said bear go go clean the pond out (laughs) seems simple enough (laughs) i mean kind of so being a problem solver i'm like okay well i don't know what we started with maybe we started like trying to rake it or just do it by hand yeah we're just like hanging off the paddle boat pulling it by hand um and uh meanwhile it's fire season in montana so there's helicopters flying overhead um and dipping down in ponds scooping up water to which in hindsight if we had maybe flagged them down could they like bring their little chomper thing that holds water and and would have it maybe it would have taken some of the algae i was afraid it was gonna take us yeah which at one point maybe you were hoping for (laughs) yeah i think so i thought they were going to have to rescue us yeah so we decided to try and pull these weeds out of like a three acre pond by hand, which was not working very well. Like I'd stick my arm down in the water and wrap it around and then yank it out. Um, while it was effective, it was like... Slow going. Very slow going. Very <laughs> yeah. slow going. So I figured like, let's get some rakes. So we got some hand rakes and I think we started twirling it around the rakes and pulling it out. And again, pretty effective, but um, but like maybe. slow going still. So I thought, well, let's get some let's get some horsepower in this. Let's yeah. let's get in the paddle boat and let's drop um, the rake that we use like on our fields. Let's put that in the water and pull it behind it. I mean, I'm not a genius, but it didn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> and it led to a small argument. <laughs> Which ended in me saying, just trust and obey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even some singing of the song. Um so somehow we get out and we got out into the middle of the pond and then I think it took both of us to throw this anchor off the back of the paddle boat. And if you know anything about paddle boats, the, the little paddle is in the front. So right. when you throw something really heavy off, off the, the back, back, the paddle comes out of the water. Yeah, yeah, the front. What do, what do you call that? It's like a... The little wheel? Well, yeah, no, but like when a boat goes up... Oh, well, then it has to plane. So it was like totally not planing. It was like up in the air. So when we were sitting in the seats paddling with our feet. In the middle of the pond. In the middle of the pond with three to 500 
pounds. Probably wasn't that much because we did throw it off the back, but it was heavy. I think it would have sunk the boat. <laughs> That's true. Well, as we were pedaling, we soon realized that the actual like motor, the paddles, were not in the water, so it could not create any sort of force to yeah to push us along. Yeah. So, so we were kind of stuck out there. We were stuck out there. We were popping a wheelie. <laughs> And, and really <laughs> unsure how we were going to get that gigantic anchor back yeah. in. Well, yeah, it's a lot easier to throw one off the back than to, yeah. you know, lift it back. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit of a risk taker, I'll be I'm honest. I'm not even for sure how it ended, except I know we're not out there right now. So, yeah. And I know it did end with you getting a pretty serious rash from the... Yeah, so the the this. algae, whatever it was... Either I was allergic to it or there were like bugs or something yeah. on it. But everywhere that my body came in contact with it, it was like I had um, like the size of mosquito bites, maybe bigger. Huge, just huge like, welts. All over my arms and all over my legs. I even ended up having to go to the doctor. Like, yeah. And I think he gave me some sort of prescription to like tone it down. But he's like, I don't even know what that is. Pretty nasty looking. Yeah, it was unsightly for a couple weeks. <laughs> unsightly. Yeah. And that was uh, right at your dad's birthday. Yeah, when yeah. he turned 60. 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a little, I mean, I remember my arms itching terribly, but then you broke out into that terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, even like with like little bug bites or bee stings, like my mm-hmm. body reacts. With... So you're kind of an overreactor. A little bit of an overreactor. Okay. Yes. Um, in all, all senses all of that. Yeah. At least you're aspects. consistent. Right. Okay, well, so, yeah, that there we are with that. Right. So, uh, I'll be honest, like, that was maybe a time you shouldn't have trusted and obeyed. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be a better discerning, be better discerning <laughs> that now. <laughs> oh, my yeah, goodness. That was um, definitely memorable, though. Yeah. Uh, good, time. good times. Well, I mean, one of the reasons I had you on, because, like, we do have to have, like, some sort of meat in the oh. show, even though... I know you requested that we go vegetarian or vegan, so we didn't actually... Which normally I don't request. But... Right. But on today, yeah. you did request that just so we wouldn't maybe have to talk about anything serious. Um, too heavy. Yes, because, I mean, like, the world's heavy right now. It is. We need, we need something a little... We need, we need lighter things. And you know what else was heavy? That the anchor off the anchor on the back of the paddle boat. Um, so we don't want to be that anchor today, no. but um, I do want to talk a little bit because um, you're a first grade teacher. It's true. In in our community, um, and first graders are they're kind of at a funny place in life because they're like kind of starting to be grown up, but like you still have kids that like go behind the cubbies and maybe poop their pants. <laughs> yes. Yep, it's it's a good description. I mean, most of them don't do that, but they <laughs> they're just they're no longer the littlest people in the school. They're not the kindergartners. They're um, gaining some independence. They're getting big adult teeth in that don't quite match the rest of their body, and they're adorable and and fun. But um, but they're still young. They're still but, babies. In I mean, ways. they are. But like, I just feel like first graders are kind of gross. You know, like they always have like <laughs> boogers. Or um, they're like, oh, teacher, look at this. Or like they're picking off a scab. Or they're like, teacher, teacher, pull out my... How many teeth have you pulled out in your... You know, I really don't like loose teeth and I I don't pull loose teeth. Um, I see a lot of loose teeth. 
and they're welcome to pull it out on their own. And if they really need help, I send them to a particular kindergarten teacher who's good at mm, that. Gotcha. And uh, they love getting the treasure boxes. Um, I've dressed up as the tooth fairy for Halloween before. That's always a hit. But uh, yeah, lots of teeth. My I think my record for one day is I had four different children lose teeth in one day. The thing that grosses me out is they'll, they'll like leave them in there for days. Like, like they're like talking and like the little things kind of just sticking out. Of and their... it's like flipping around and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they're like using their tongue and they're like. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. I remember Claire, um, my daughter, uh, who was in your first grade class. Mm-hmm. But I remember she like left a tooth in so long. I, th- I think it started to rot. It was the grossest smell ever. Yeah, some kids can't wait to just yank that thing out, and and they will let other people do it. Claire's a little more like I was, and it's like I didn't want anybody mm-hmm. to to pull a tooth or touch that thing. Right, you just have to. Well, when I sent Claire to first grade, I, I feel like this is true confessions. Um, I I don't think Claire knew how to tie her shoes. A lot of first graders don't. And I was like, I'm I'm leaving that on you. <laughs> I 100% was like, doodle will teach you. Yeah. I'm doodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, so my kids call Krista doodle. And that like kind of started from when Claire, before she even spoke, you know, we were teaching her like. Baby um, sign. More or please. Um, I don't know. Milk. All or, done. All done. Yeah. Um, so she learned about four signs and um, Krista... I, I can't remember how you started making the doodle noise. Well, but... Bear wasn't that funny <laughs> no, to her Back then. young child. You know how babies, when they first start to laugh and giggle and you talk to them and they just, they do those little baby giggles. And uh, I remember Bear saying one day, you know, you were like, is there something wrong? Like, she doesn't really laugh. And I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe you aren't that funny. So I kind of was getting, you know, in her face and holding her and doing my little do 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 little do 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 and just and she would just giggle and laugh and um so she would associate me with that little tune that noise yeah and so so then I I took it one step forward and taught her the sign for your name which was like crazy like crazy like you take your finger and point it to your temple and you know spin it in circles yeah so before Claire could even talk she would point to you and then and then do this do the um do the motion the crazy motion yeah which uh, honestly is very accurate of who you are (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't offended because she was so stinking cute oh my gosh and then you know when she was able to speak just do 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 do, do, yeah just somehow it became doodle doodle yeah yeah auntie doodle and so I'm still still go by that name and um it's you know it's been a a pretty special name, especially when Claire and Davis call me that. I'm not really sure anyone else calls me that, but no. Um, but I think like your son, he knows that they call you Doodle, right? Doesn't can he associate that yet? Or I'm not sure if he if he knows who they're talking. I bet about. if I said who's Doodle, yeah, he probably he would know. Yeah. Uh, well, so among like duties of cleaning up duty <laughs> as a first grade teacher. And um, pulling teeth mm-hmm. or sending to someone else to do that and tying shoes. First grade is really kind of where kids start to grasp reading. Yes, it's an important year for learning to read. The kindergarten teachers do an amazing job of laying the foundation. And of course, 
parents in those first five years. It's really critical for everything that those little guys come to school with, being ready to learn to read. And some come in ready, some come in reading, and others come in barely knowing the alphabet. So you have a huge range of um, skills and abilities when it comes to reading. And first grade is usually and hopefully when, when the pieces start coming together and they really start grasping grasping reading. So for parents that, you know, maybe have like way younger, you know, like preschool, they're, they're super young. What can, what can parents do to help, like just kind of lay the foundation for their kid to be ready? Uh, well, of course the, the very most important thing, if you, if you did nothing else, this is, you know, the, the thing to do is just read to them, read to them, talk to them, you know, the more, when you're out enjoying life and you're, you know, pointing things out and explaining things, they're just, their vocabulary is growing and they're, as they're being read to and they see it as a fun time that it's, you know, something that they will grow interested in and, and want to do that themselves. They need to see adults reading also. So reading most of, <laughs> I mean, not that I do a lot of that, <laughs> but I read a ton to my little guy. We read lots of books. And so they start to associate that those words have meaning. And and then as they get a little older, you know, those preschool years, rhyming and, of course, singing songs to them are really important. Um, stories with predictive texts where they, you know, like nursery rhymes are really good, really important. And so that's really the most important thing that parents can do. I would... I'm not a big proponent of um, things like flashcards and um, sight words, you know, pre preschool, unless kids really have a strong understanding of that letters make sounds. I think that needs to be in place before you do the sight words. Um, I guess everyone has a has a different opinion of that, but it's really important that they build those early foundational skills first. Um, so. If you're like overachiever mom or dad and you're like, I'm so worried, like, I don't, I think my kid's behind, like, what, what are some like, um, what are some benchmarks that like, yeah, you should be worried or no, you shouldn't, or everyone just calm down here. <laughs> well, we know that every child, um, you know, is on their own timeline when it comes to everything, whether it's learning to walk. And you can say, well, you know, a lot of kids walk by 12 months. Some are walking at eight or nine and some aren't until 15 months. But, um, you know, potty training, all of it, everybody's on their own timeline. But when they come into kindergarten, um, you know, we, we would like to see them knowing some letters and sounds, especially the letters in their, their name, at least being able to recognize them, having experience with books that... Um, print awareness, knowing how to open a book, and then we go left to right, and even just how to hold a book. Um, having experiences with pencils and crayons where, they're, where they've had an opportunity to color and what they would call writing, even if it's scribbling at that point, those are all important skills. Working on their fine motor skills, like playing with Play-Doh and um, using a little hole puncher, different things so that they can build their fine motor skills so their hands can increase in strength as they begin writing letters and um, 
in writing in general. So um, th yeah, those are the things that I think would be important. However, really kindergarten teachers, I mean, I'm a first grade teacher, but I would say a lot of what can be really the most beneficial is just helping your child become learning those self-reliance skills, like putting on their own coat, trying, you know, at least attempting to, to zip the coat themselves, you know, getting, getting their pants buttoned after they go to the bathroom. <laughs> shoe tying is hard. <clears throat> a lot of kids come to first grade and they're unable to tie shoes, but the more that you can be practicing that, and of course, fine motor skills play into that. Um, being able to wipe their nose and just, uh, oh, and when they have a lunch, if you send them with a lunch, can they open the things in their lunchbox, having them practice before they go to school, trying to, um, you know, open their little containers and open their ch cheese sticks. All of those self-reliant skills make a huge difference. Is it a problem that my 10-year-old still can't do those things? <laughs> At what point do I start to work? <laughs> yeah, I can't say for certain what's going on here. <laughs> um, I I would guess that maybe it's a situation where he's unable to do that at home with his mom present, but he might magically be able to do that when he's at school with friends. So basically, I'm bringing him down. Yeah, you're bringing oh. out the worst in your child. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the goal of every mom. I think that's pretty much true for a lot of moms. Where Why is that? They Because they know mom's going to love you no matter what. You just get the real deal, the brunt of it. You know, they might hold it together all day at school and they come home and then it's like, all right, we're going to let mom have it here. Well, you know, the boy was on to you. Like he had your number from from the beginning. Right. Um, Way more than. Yeah. So know, Krista's yeah. mom uh, was my kid's like nanny, kind of, I guess you'd call it, um, for several years when they were really, really little because I was still teaching. Um, and um, her name is Miss Myrna. And <laughs> the kids had her number, too. Um, I guess you, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. Um, and Davis said to me one day when he was about, I, he was not even, he was not in first grade. Oh, no, he was probably four-ish. Yeah, five. four or five. He said to me, um, Mama, I'll ask you and you'll say no. But if I ask Doodle, she'll say no. But then I'll ask Doodle again and she'll say no. And I'll ask Doodle again and she'll say no. But I'll ask Doodle one more time, and she'll say yes. <laughs> He's just so cute. <laughs> and she will say yes. I, I will ask her, and she will say no. <laughs> I will ask, ask her, her again, and she will say yes. I mean, if you, I mean, you've seen this kid. He's so precious, and he had those little flowing like surfer Long locks. And I, I mean, he could bat those eyes at me, and it was like anything you want, sure. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it maybe didn't even take three times. It was maybe it just the I mean, second time. I mean, I, I remember the day that you were gone somewhere and it was, th these kids were, they were really good at night. They um, would pretty much, they had their routine, they'd go to bed and I was putting Davis to bed and I know the routine, I knew the routine, routine and he knew the routine, <laughs> even though he was very little. I mean, he was, I don't know how old he was, maybe, maybe two, but it was like I was supposed to sing two songs, Jesus Loves Me and um, Hush, little, Hush baby. little Baby. And he was like, sing one more song. And I was like, okay, I'll sing a song. And I sang another one. And he might have even asked for another one. I'm not sure. There, there could have been three or four. 
Okay, it's our little secret, right? No, because the next day, of course, when you put him to bed, you you just knew. You could tell. <laughs> and you were like, you sang in three songs. <laughs> but yeah. I think he, he maybe ratted you out. He might have. Because he was probably like, but Doodle sang me another song. And I'm like, oh, well, Tough Nuggets. <laughs> That's you know. still my favorite. Tough Nuggets. He tough. would just walk around going, Tough Nuggets, Tough Nuggets. But he's just so, so precious. And when he would ask in his cute little little voice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say no to that kid. Yeah. And I remember coming home after your mom would have been like watching him, you know, and I worked part time. So I would come home like right about lunch and he will, he would be down for his nap and I would go to wake him up and he would be wearing like a bicycle helmet and tennis shoes in his bed for a nap. You know, there was that time where he wanted everyone to wear a hat. I remember he would, like, hit hit his head yeah. and be like, hat, hat, hat. 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 And it was like, yeah. you better put on a hat. Right. He was kind of obsessed with hats for a phase yeah. and, his, yeah. and helmets. And, you know, maybe he slept better that way. He felt safer. I mean, because most everyone would sleep better with a helmet on. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> perceived safety is really important. That's a whole different topic. And um, felt safety. And I think that... You know, yeah. just have just feeling that like he could relax, a right? Little bit. Like if the roof caves in, I might stand a chance here, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fear of every two or three year old, right? Yeah. Well, oh he God. had some interesting fears even at a young age. Yeah, so, he's an interesting kid. He is. I've never met anyone like him. I haven't either, but that's what makes him just so precious. And I mean, I I don't recommend never telling your child no. But he was your child, and so. Right, but you, you have you have a child. I, I could spoil. <laughs> but you have a child. I know he's got me. And I feel he's like got my number. I feel too, like he's got your number. Yeah, big time. He, he does a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you pay for it at times, but then you also go. You Whatever. Know, they're, they're they're little, little ones, and you just soak it soak it up, and and it's a good thing they're cute because when they're naughty and demanding, and you're trying to. Rain that in, and then the next minute they're snuggly and sweet and yeah, giving you kisses. So, <clears throat> well, and I think you have to have that, like, that, like, almost like the crazy mama bear feeling for them. Otherwise, you'd just be like, This is the most obnoxious human ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because the way they pester you and um, bang on the door and 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 will cry until they can sit on your lap while you're you know, doing your business, yeah. like you have to love them a lot right? in order to like get through that stuff. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where like, I, I feel like I like sniff my kids even still. I mean, they're starting to get a little stinkier now because they're older, <laughs> but like, I'm like, I could, I could maybe eat you. Yeah. And I totally bit. get that. And I know that. Isn't that weird? I know people have mentioned to me that that's kind of weird before, but Oh, they have. They haven't like mentioned like well, that like, they think that. Like Paul specifically. Oh, he thought it was weird. Thought might be. It was kind of weird that I was saying, just eat this kid up. Yeah. But you know, you just just want to just like, soak them up because yeah. they're just so. so I mean, sweet. like I, I think I could literally take like when Davis was little, I literally could have maybe like eaten his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Those little bright red I lips know. of his, like drooly um, all over the place, and I'm like. I want to eat that a little bit. That's kind of like when you were like, do you remember the phase you went through where you're like, I kind of want to eat some dirt? Yeah, I think that's coffee grounds. That's a totally different topic too. Is it pica? Yeah. Yeah. Where you crave weird stuff. Right. That really happened to me. But you weren't really just like, hey, I'm craving lips. It was just that 
No, I just like his. Yeah. His little Maybe kind of like a, a rabbit might eat its young or something. Do rabbits do that? I don't know if rabbits or do. Or like. I'm not really sure. Some sort of rodent who, does. Who does. There's some animals in nature that eat each other, I and, think. And bear might be one of them. This seems like a big meal. Yeah. I don't think you'd have really gone through with it, but no. um, you just... Maybe just chewed on him a little bit, like you know, like gum. His little ears and stuff. Yeah. Like when I told him if he was on the iPad too much, that his brain would start oozing out of his ears, yeah. and he was really concerned. He's still, like, that. he's still questionable on that. He's like, is that a true thing? <laughs> Wait, Mama, is that a true thing? Does he remember me telling him that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Yeah. He remembers everything. It's crazy. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, so speaking of pica, yeah, a lot of people crave weird things, and that's probably happened to a lot of people out there before. I mean, I've never wanted to eat dirt. Well, just, you know, be thankful for that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think the thing that made me really... It um, means you're, like, deficient in something, right? Yeah, iron, usually. Oh, okay. It's like if you're anemic, often that can cause you to crave weird stuff, and it's not that you would get iron from these things necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people crave laundry soap. So I was really oh, gosh. happy that I was, you know, Not, just wanting to eat coffee grounds instead yeah. of like laundry soap. But um, there's like shows like that, right? Where they're like, I eat toilet paper or oh, I, I eat laundry soap. Well, like my know, weird, my weird obsession or something. And I don't know if toilet paper is just a totally different other ball game. It seems like a lot of the things that people, um, when they're iron deficient, it's like this granular gritty, gritty type of, yeah. things. But I really, thankfully, I'm just really glad that I've never wanted to eat toilet paper for any reason. Ugh, but, just like, um, you'd have to have a big glass of water for you. Oh, God. That just sounds awful. But, you know, I've had, like, my fair share of... <laughs> what's coming here? What is coming? <laughs> my fair share of, like, kind of, like, obsessive moments about different oh, types yeah. of food. Food. At least it was food. And I um, tried not to eat dirt. I just wanted to. I knew I Did shouldn't. you ever sneak a little dirt? You know, I might have maybe like in high school <laughs> because I really was having some, you know, looking back, some anemia issues that I wasn't aware of uh-huh. quite at the time. Right. But it was mainly the coffee grounds. Uh-huh. I just wanted those. I just wanted Did they coffee. taste good or did you want to crunch them in your teeth or? Um, not necessarily crunch them, but just kind of, I don't know. I just wanted to eat them. Huh. Yeah. And then that happened to me again as, as an adult. And then I knew that something wasn't right and I looked into it and addressed it and right. it hasn't happened since then. I'm still a little like if I smell coffee grounds because they smell really good, it's almost like maybe like an addict <laughs> where I'm kind of like, oh, I need to maybe yeah. just it's not. Really, really weird. Yeah. Um, I had more like where I went through a phase where I wanted things so spicy to the point oh, where yeah. it was like, I want my gums to be throbbing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, and what, a, like you, you're kind of like Davis. Like I'm starting to see something like it kind of <laughs> goes in these waves where he would have these obsessions about things for a while. You know, uh-huh. it was, um, hats or helmets. And then it was, I mean, it was the wheels where all he oh, would yeah. say was like wheel, 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 wheel. wheel, wheel. wheel. Yeah. And everything was cars, wheels. Um, he still has, I mean, he still loves cars and wheels, but it, it was like an obsession. And then, I mean, he's just had different ones over the years. And now that I think of it, you really have two. You kind of go whole hog on things. Like, <laughs> whole hog. No, there's no in between. Uh, you know, when you're going to make sushi, you're going to make like right. 60 sushi rolls. <laughs> Do you remember the enchiladas? Yes. I made like 
10 dozen oh, enchiladas. Yeah, and then... I ended up feeding them to the chickens. Well, yeah, because did you want enchiladas No, I didn't want much? them after that. I but know, I froze you... them for a couple years, and well, then I finally fed them to the chickens. Or those cookies. Oh, yeah. The cookies that are really soft, and they've got that big yeah. glob of frosting on the top, yeah. like the loft house cookies. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, you... Um... You were really going to town on those for a while, and then you didn't want any. That's a, that's a bad, <laughs> yeah. bad deal. And then you're I'm like, glad I'm past I don't that. want to see those ever again. And so you kind of have these little, okay, you know, little waves yeah. like that. Yeah, that is that's that's true. I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there have been many others over the years, but but I can't think of them. But yeah, definitely the sushi, the enchiladas, the cookies. And you're like, um, I'm gonna have a two acre garden. Or... Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I fail. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's because it's hard because you're like, you're when you go, you go big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't always have the support staff. Well, I mean, you know. You know, like I could probably employ like three or four people and <laughs> yeah. and then get the stuff done. Right, but. you could really just, you could have like trays and trays of sushi. You could have. I'd have like a giant, I just need, I need staff. <laughs> You, don't we all? But I mean, you really do. <laughs> I mean, but I can't. I can't afford it. So I guess I don't know. Like I guess going it may, big, like the, maybe everything in moderation, even moderation. I it's mean, it's really hard. You just have to kind of choose. It's you know, it's the only thing like I do consistently is brush and floss my teeth. I can't <laughs> do anything consistently or in moderation. It's like the laundry will wait. For three weeks until right. I'm finally on my last pair of underwear. Yeah. And then it's like it all has to be done in one day. I, you know, my mom used to say to me, uh, you know, why don't you just do one load of laundry a day? And I'm like, I, I can't. I cannot do it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, Christine would always say that. She's like, pick a pick a laundry day. But yeah. it doesn't work that well for me. So then you're just doing laundry all the time. Yeah. And that's like the worst. Yeah. You know, I think um, that whole, you know, moderation, it's, that's... It's important. It is. It's legitimately important. However, it doesn't happen. One time I heard, and I wish I could, you know, say where it came from. I heard somebody say, anything worth doing well is worth doing poorly or something to that effect. And you're kind of like, well, what what in the world does that mean? Um, And so, of course, when you do things, you want to do them well. Are you sure you have that saying right? No. (laughs) Okay, so you're saying the saying is anything worth doing well is worth doing poorly okay this is how how it was explained so like you know really um you know you should brush your teeth every day twice a day you should floss every day but if you're like one day you're like i'm so sick i don't feel like getting out of bed i'm really tired i can't i can't brush and floss and do the whole thing that i do then even just getting up and just doing it poorly is better than not doing it at all okay yeah and so if it's worth doing well maybe maybe you can't do it to the level that you'd really like to, but it's worth Do it just, to some level. Do it to yeah. some level. Well, yeah, and that's where I struggle because I'm like, if I can't do it a hundred. A hundred? That's kind of minimum for you. A hundred. I think 100, maybe 125. 156 or something. <laughs> then it's going to be zero. Yeah. You're kind of an all or nothing. I know. Yeah. I know. I wonder why, like, you know, like what sort of like anagram something evaluation mental we're, we're going to need a different type of um you know i don't know 
what's it really called? Expert. Different type of expert for that. I'm, right. I'm not sure. I'm not either. I think it's called like a psychiatrist. Psych- psychiatrist. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and that's okay. And that's how you are. But I think it could be like, okay, if you don't have any laundry, you don't have time to do three weeks worth of laundry, doing one load you know, maybe with some underwear, is worth doing. Just, like, one whole load of underwear, maybe. It, or socks. <laughs> socks, too. <laughs> that time, yeah. it hits socks all over, <laughs> which is fine, because I to- we, that's why you can come to my house at any time, and I don't have to feel shame. Right. You know, you don't you don't judge. No, no, I don't. And you're because... like, what, what are these? Well, and, and there's a reason, like, you know, I do a lot of Instagramming, but, like, rarely ever inside my home. <laughs> because I'd have to be very creative with like the angles that I take. You know, some people might be like, "Oh my goodness, what what is wrong with these people? Like they're they've got like papers on the table and like socks on the floor." But I think others would take comfort in knowing that <laughs> that we're like the two biggest slobs in the world. Right. And then they're like, "Okay, I feel better now." Like it, it kind of gives Right. Them it makes a, them and that's what we're here for is yeah. really to like lift our friends up. Right. They're like, "Wow, well, my house is cleaner than hers." Right. So, I feel so then they good. feel good about themselves. Yeah. Like I'm just glad that that's a service that we can provide. Right. Like for our people. like our one friend when she's like, "Oh, my house is a mess." If you you know where to pop in and you're like, why? You know, like, like huge eye roll. Oh, like there's, oh, because there's like a grocery store ad on the table. Right. Oh. Yeah. Shame that's on not, you. That's not the case with me. If yeah. I say my house is a mess, you know it's, it's true. Straight up a mess. Even if you said it was clean, I would maybe question it that. It might be clean for me. It might not right. be like, and I don't mean like filthy like. Mold. Mold, mold and dirt. No. Mold, but just like. Junk. There's there's stuff. Yeah. There's stuff. And, there, and then when you have a, you put a three-year-old boy in the mix. I mean, there's airplanes and Legos and... Right, but your house was a total disaster before that. It's true. Let's be honest. It was just different things. Different things, yes. Yeah. You feel, It's like when you move into a new house and you're like, I have so much room. It's like, you're going to just feel bad. It like, happened. It happened to me. Yeah, it just happened. It just happened. I, no, I don't have any idea how I fit what I currently have into a much smaller house. It's like, it should have spread And we out. got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. I've gotten rid of... I've, I could have had my own thrift store by now. I have donated, like, I, I don't even know how much stuff to you know, Goodwill and the thrift store and how is it still taking up all the space? I, I'm not one of those minimal, minimalist people. I know mm. you've tried at times and yeah, but really I mean, it's really working out. We're sitting here in, <laughs> in the in-home studio <laughs> and on my desk alone is a coffee mug, a wine glass, a oh water bottle, God. another coffee mug, and just a whole bunch of And junk. that's why I feel really comfortable. The wine glass. I know. <laughs> just the whole mess. You know, there's some games on the floor and stuff. It just makes you feel like, okay, this is a real person here. Yeah. You're, you're a real, you're a real bear. You're I real am. Deal. I am real. I can't, um, I can't gram a pretty house for you. And I, you know, love, we both have people that we know that have amazing, immaculate houses. And I just think, I don't know how they do it. I, I really don't. I don't either. And I think it's wonderful and that, and they get stressed out. You know, like like the oh yeah when they the come one over friend when like she's come over and she's like I can't even look yeah it's stressing it's like, me out yeah so it's just creating anxiety in her it's not it's not like oh you should feel good about yourself she can't like separate <laughs> she's it just... she's like this this is making me really uncomfortable I like <laughs> yeah. to blame I like to blame messiness on maybe being more like of a creative type like that's oh. my crutch yeah I blame it on the fact that I grew up in in Oklahoma where um, during the like the oil bust days when um, our, our house was for sale for years and you could hardly sell a house houses were selling for you know ten thousand oh dollars in Oklahoma gosh. City and 
so my parents were trying to sell their house and, and move to Montana, where my mom was from. And uh, we, in those days, it wasn't like we had, I mean, selling a house in wasn't like it is now. No. It was just, they would just show up, or they might call and say, hey, we're coming in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so we had to leave the house spotless every day for seven years. Our house was for sale. And you know if you left the curling iron out or something, somebody was going to come that day. So I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not the real reason, but I blame it on that. It was years <laughs> of, like, you couldn't just live in the house. Right, right. So, so this is you, like, loosening the belt. Yeah, just For okay. 30 years. <laughs> it's just my, my poor mom, she, you know, because she was, was always pretty tidy with things. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, maybe it skips a generation. Yeah, like baldness, pattern baldness. Maybe, like maybe your children will be like, you know, super clean freaks or something. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that I love about your mom, um, but your mom's also kind of a magician <laughs> of sorts. She yeah. can fold a fitted sheet like nobody's business. I know. I I I know. I mean, I've watched her. I've watched YouTube videos. I've tried it countless times. Yeah. And it always ends up just in a big ball, big, a wad. It's like, why did I even bother in the first place? It still looks like a wad at the end. How does she do that? I don't know if it's just years of practice or, I mean, I, I'd i like to, I mean, I've watched it happen and I still can't do it. Well, and when she does it, it seems easy enough. Right. And then you try it and you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I went through an aerobics workout there's the only thing really worse than that is trying to put like like your um comforter back in a duvet cover uh, that yeah. is the, that is the worst that's worse than a fitted sheet like I, climbing inside it i gave up on it I, I don't even put a cover on anymore i just bought like a blanket that you throw over it yeah well the last time i i washed washed one i, I haven't put it back in yet because i've just dreaded the um the intense workout that it was going to require to pretty right. much climb inside the duvet mm-hmm. and get the things in there. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a better way. Well, you know, I've seen where they like where you where you turn it inside out, mm-hmm. and then you reach your arms down and grab the corners and pull it yeah. so it you know flips right side in. It'd be fine if it was like a baby quilt. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the fitted sheet. You can watch the video. You can watch. Yeah, it sounds good, but then you try it, and it's still really hard. Maybe this is why we're such slob <laughs> and, and maybe this is why like I get I'm so out of shape like I get winded like climbing up the stairs <laughs> yeah I'm well, too lazy to put the duvet cover back on yeah I, I think there are little different notions but maybe somewhere there's like that psychological pattern that is consistent through all of our actions, you know, just laziness for me. <laughs> just being plain lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, we're not lazy when it comes to something like we want, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You. You especially. You're. You know. You are one of the hardest workers that I know. When it's like something you want to do. Mm-hmm. But when it's like doing the dishes. Yeah. I mean, just let, let's throw them away. <laughs> yeah, let's start like. Over. Let's do like um. Hey mom, I think the babysitter's dead. What is that show where they like they have the full dishes and then they they go outside and they throw the dishes. Don't tell they, mom. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. yeah. Hey mom, the babysitter's dead. <laughs> Something like and, that. And they take the dishes outside and they throw them in the air and they shoot them with a shotgun. Yeah. I'd be down for that. 
I'd be probably bad at that too, but I'd try it. I, I'd probably be pretty good at it. You would. Yeah. I'd be better at, at hitting them with my shotgun than getting them in the dishwasher. Yeah. I'm not sure with, you know, I'm not really sure how I would do. Maybe you could be the thrower. I could be like, pull, okay. and then you just toss the dish in the air. I'm a little jumpy, you know, like when you True. open the can of biscuits, I like scream, you know, mm-hmm. I just, you'd yeah. be like, okay, I'm getting ready to shoot this. Can we get plane. you some like earmuffs? That might help. Would it? Yeah. Okay. We'll try that sometime. Just, I mean, just trust and obey, right? It should go fine. <laughs> it should be just it fine. Should be just fine. I mean, when it comes to gun safety, I feel like you can trust me. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I know anything. That other people should know. That other people should know. Hmm. Um, you got nothing? Like, all, all you are as a teacher, is that it? Maybe. So all you can add to the world is to teach. That, I mean, teach that's like that's tomorrow. such a tiny I mean, thing. I the children today. The ch- teach the children of today to become the adults of tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, like, is that the only thing you can that's do? That's pretty much it. Um, I mean, try to just. I mean, I tried to employ you to teach um, Claire how to sew. But then you remember that I can't sew. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm. But you taught great. me how to sew. Oh well. Do you know how to sew? <laughs> Not Speaking real well. of but... sewing. <laughs> so we had a little club at one point. When I say club, it's just the two of us and maybe one other that's friend. When we, that's when we like didn't, we're like, we have to be friends because we have no other friends. Right. And we just thought if we call it a club, it'll sound cooler. I think it was called the So What the Club. The So What Club. Yeah. And so if we decided we're going to Which, sew. But the So What preceded the Naughty Knitters Club. Right, because I never did know how to knit. I, I did. Oh. barely knew how to sew. I mean, Mrs. Rainey was my home ec teacher, and, and she worked really hard, and she tried. But um, And then my mom tried to teach me to sew. And I can, you know, I can do the you can, basics. You can, you can thread a machine. I can thread a machine, and I can sew, In a straight you know, some-ish line. Yeah, like pillows and curtains and things like that. But once you throw in patterns with a bunch of pieces, that's when I'm out. But... Um, or it's just going to involve a lot of seam ripping. But when we had Sew What Club, we decided to sew Claire a little dress. Yeah, one of those cute little pillowcase dresses. They were so cute on Pinterest. I don't. Mm-hmm. That might have even been before Pinterest. I don't know. I don't know. But we, we were we were um, nailing it before Pinterest is even a thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you mean the fa- <laughs> nailing it? <laughs> Nailed it. They were they were so cute on other kids, and so I think maybe I. Bought one at a farmer's market mm-hmm. or something. Like, yeah. Oh, well, we can do this. This is no big deal. But Claire was asleep, so we didn't have our little model. We there. couldn't. We couldn't take accurate measurements. We couldn't take accurate measurements. We didn't have a pattern, and so we just started winging it. And and I have a little trouble with like say looking at a crowd and saying there's 300 people here or you know like <laughs> any sort of like, like how far is it m- to the road? How big me- is that pond? I don't know. Like yeah. the measurement. I'm not good. Um, kind of spatially like that. Like, yeah. I just don't have a clue. So I didn't really have a clue of how big my child was. Right. And then you start sewing seams. Like, are you, are you talking like, you know, five-eighths of an inch or, or whatever it is. Like, you start cutting and sewing. It's a surprise. It I is. Mean, when we're sewing. Yeah. So it was like our finished product, my finished product was like this, like, like a, a size, a size for a baby doll, like a doll, yeah, like a cabbage patch kid. And maybe. this cute little flowing dress that's supposed to be this, you right. know, like a sundress was more like a, a tight fitting shirt on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she 
got up when we tried it on her. <laughs> she was still adorable. She in was it. so cute in it, like the cutest little top, but it was not a dress. No. And, you know, we during those days, we would talk about how, like, when Claire is older and, you know, at like she's going to go through phases of, like, because right now, like, back then, she was all in, you know, like. She total, had a choice. She's, like, two. Yeah, she was two. And, and now she's 12, and she's kind of catching on to us a little that bit. That we're a little different than other adults. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. That we're a lot more ridiculous than most right. adults, right. I'd say. I think yeah. she said, after we hung up on the phone the other day, she goes, you guys are such weirdos. And yeah. I'm like. Yeah, you're yeah. on to us. She is. But you know what? She has tolerated it a lot. And I think it's kind of like a, I wouldn't say love-hate, but it's like a kind of like she realizes this, but she's still, like at this point, like she still will hang out with us. and Yeah. You know. Yeah, that might change a little bit as she gets older. I, I mean, I think it go either one of two ways. Like she could just be like total like teeny bopper, like oh, you're so annoying. I, you know, I'm not hanging out with you guys. Um, or we could have successfully like corrupted her and brainwashed her to where she's like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And I think that even if she goes away for a little while, she might come back to that. She'll come back to the weird. She'll come back to the weird and Mm -hmm. maybe appreciate the things that she's experienced in her, in her (laughs) early years of, um, you know, and she's had a lot of varied experiences, a lot of experiences that many kids don't get to have. She's, She's got a pretty good life here. But. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're going pretty long here. Yeah. Um, and, and we really haven't and, talked and, about and anything. We, we really have only talked about one important thing, and that's like you know early readers and and things like that. But I was hoping maybe for um, for my sake and for the sake of our listeners, if you could just impart on us some some really really hardcore wisdom and and just go over the four sounds of why for us because why like if you don't know letters make different sounds like a a can say ah and a can say a, a um but why and uh oh wow four. so some they i was thinking why was like the only one that had that many sounds yeah. what letter in the alphabet has the most sounds no i is is for the most i don't know on top of my head okay i have to think about that because there's letter combinations and things but you know, I guess the, the thing that you should really take away is that learning to read is, is hard. It is a really hard thing. And so it can be frustrating for parents when you're reading with your six-year-old and, you know, you're hearing these stories over and over, these early readers, and then they come to the word was, and they're like, was, and you're like, no, it's was, and then they get to it the next page and they, you're like, we just saw this word. Yeah. And, and that's just part of that process. But um, just remembering that there's, you know, when you have all the letters, capitals, lowercase, then you've got numbers and they're all just symbols. And for these little guys who are in their kindergarten and first grade years, trying to not only learn to recognize it, and then they have one to four sounds that go with them. And then there's exceptions to every phonics rule. And it's, it's hard. And then, you know, B and D and P and 9, they're all the same symbol, but they're flipped around. Just remember that um, you need to me- make reading fun so that they enjoy it. Because if who wants to work really hard to do something you don't even like? So if they enjoy reading and it's something that they're motivated to do, it's going to make it a lot easier to, to push through. Some kids pick it up 
very easily and others, you know, really struggle, but just giving them patience and, and support and keep reading. But back to the four sounds of why. Um, yeah. What are they? The four sounds of why. Well, can you name them? No. Number one. <laughs> you say it. Yeah. Okay. Like in yellow. E? E. Like at the end of a word, like funny. I? You're doing great. Like in my. Um, this is always the hardest one. Eh? Yes. Really? <laughs> like in gym. Gymnasium, not yeah. the name gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... As I said, there's a lot for these little little guys to learn, and we're expecting a lot of them. And so, don't be don't be frustrated. Just remember that it's hard, and they are working so hard at school, and they're going to come home, especially in those early years. They're going to come home tired, and that's why I don't really believe in homework per se in those early grades, except just read, read at night, read to them, let them read to you, and. Those those pieces will come together. So read, read, read is is basically the, if you want to have a reader, read to them. That's it, Bear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I can sum it up in like, you know, like six seconds and it took you like an hour. Yeah. That's pretty typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there, before we go, is there any, anything you'd like to say? Um, I said a bunch of stuff. You Remember don't... you told me you just told me how wordy I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so if I just you know sum it up it could be another hour. Okay, well here's here's what I was hoping you were gonna say. Okay, what what would you like me to say? I was. <laughs> <laughs> I you, was. You have a mind. I was hoping you were gonna say thanks for coming out. Oh, yeah. well maybe I was going to. Thanks for coming out, Bear. Yeah. Um. Thanks for this amazing opportunity, to um. I mean, we have conversations like this all the time, but really, I don't know if it would be, you know, helpful to the rest of the world or a hindrance, but, you know, allowing us the time to share it with others. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thanks again. Okay. Thanks.